Let's take out the trash day. Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Al Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. It's college football week at the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. Information about three separate incidents was released on Friday, including violence against women, drunken coaches, and good old-fashioned cheating. We'll start with Joe Mixon. He's a running back for the University of Oklahoma who got into a fight with a fellow student in 2014. Charged with a misdemeanor, OU football player Joe Mixon escaping assault and battery charges. Surveillance video shows the young woman pushing Mixon in a restaurant. In response, Mixon punches the woman, breaking a bunch of bones in her face. The Oklahoma Supreme Court recently directed the city of Norman to release the video of the incident to the public. But Mixon, who's playing in the Sugar Bowl next month, had his lawyer release the tape early. Chris Cluey is a former NFL punter for the Vikings, and he played college football at UCLA. He's also a game designer, an author, and writes commentary for Deadspin. He thinks Mixon was trying to get ahead of bad press. If he releases it, he can try to claim some, you know idea of, hey, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to try to move past this. I want to try to learn from it. But the fact that he had to wait for the Supreme Court to, <laughs> of the state to force the release of it means that it's more a PR move than anything. You know, it, it's one of those, I'm sorry I got caught, not I'm sorry I did this thing. Mixon was suspended by his school for a season and was sentenced to community service and counseling, but it didn't really slow down his career. Chris says the case raises questions about how we address violence committed by athletes. How do we value our treatment of each other? Should he be suspended for a year? Should he be expelled from school? Like, we should look at how have other people been treated in similar circumstances and then apply the same sort of consequences because that way, you know, there, there shouldn't be any special benefits and there shouldn't be any special disadvantages for, you know, for being an athlete or just for even being a, a normal person. The, the rule of law is that it should be an equivalent uh, punishment for the crime no matter who you are. The video shows the woman who's significantly smaller than Mixon pushing and even slapping him. Chris's confrontations like this are surprisingly common. People can get physical. They, they can get, you know, pushy. And, you know, there, there are some people on campus that look at it like, oh, that's a football player. I want to fight them. You know, how tough can they really be? And the thing is, is that as much as you want to haul off and punch someone in the face, the best thing to do in any of those situations is just remove yourself from the situation. And yeah, it sucks. And it doesn't feel like you're really accomplishing a lot. It, you know, it feels like you're backing down. You're the one who's running away. But at the same time, it's like, okay, as tempting as it would be to punch that person in the face, then you, you just, you can't do it. Like that's not, it'll never end well for you. Chris says, despite the bad PR, this kind of behavior will most likely not hurt Mixon's value as a player. I wish that it did. Uh, across the board, but it doesn't because it depends on your skill level. Um, you know, if, if you're a once in a lifetime generational talent or, you know, if, if you're a projected high first round pick, then yeah, you might slide a spot or two, but it's not going to be, oh, this person has anger issues. They should be dealing with that before they play football. It's okay. Well, how do we weigh the PR, the bad PR of taking this person versus the fact they can play football really well for our team? And that's that, that. That's just an unfortunate side effect of how our society values sports right now. Is that your your value as an athlete in many cases um, outweighs the the negative effects of what you do as a human being, um, you know, by causing pain to other people. And I wish it was different, but until we until we change it, you know, it's it's going to continue to happen. 
Next up in football news dumps, Alabama hired a coach with a little bit of baggage. Steve Sarkeesian will be the next offensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide. Sarkeesian was previously fired from USC after showing up drunk at a pep rally. Chris says that the University of Alabama probably got a better deal on Sarkeesian because of his previous history. It's one thing to be, you know, you're Nick Saban and you, you've never had anything like this come out and you're a great football coach and, you know, this, this, you can command whatever salary you want. It, it's another thing where you're like, okay, if you're bringing baggage with you, then that baggage, is the, whoever, hi, whoever hires you is going to weigh the cost of bringing that baggage and they're going to include that in whatever they, you know, determine is your appropriate compensation. So it, it might be like, look, you're not going to find a, a job somewhere else because of this, but we're willing to offer you a job, but it's going to be at lower money because you you've done these things. And um, you know, I, I think it do, it definitely does play a part, and um, it makes it so people, you know, who who do do pretty crappy things like they. You know, they, they are not compensated nearly as well if they're able to find a job again, which, which you know, is, is kind of as it should be. It's like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do awful things to people and then just continue on without a care. Like, there, there do have to be consequences to your actions. The fact that Sarkeesian was still able to find work at another school after getting fired highlights one of the inconsistencies of NCAA policy. The coaches can bounce from system to system to system, just making money at all steps of the way. But if a player wants to transfer to another school, then it's like, okay, well, you lose year of eligibility. You have to sit out. You can't play. Oh, by the way, you're not getting paid in the first place, but you're bringing in billions of dollars of revenue through the system. And so, you know, that unfortunately, that is the way it works right now. I wish it was different. Um, I hope we can change it to be different. But as of now, coaches have the power to go where they want and to, you know, draw the salaries that they do, whereas players don't. And I, I feel that that Im- imbalance needs to be corrected. Finally, we've got a new update in the WikiLeaks scandal. Uh, Yael, I think you mean WikiLeaks. No, no, for once, we're not talking about Julian Assange. This story is about a radio broadcaster who gave Wake Forest game plan information to a coach at Louisville. There you go again, Yael, blaming the media for everything. How is it even possible for a commentator to get that kind of information? Apparently, teams really do give this kind of stuff away to the media to enhance coverage of the game. Essentially, what ends up happening is that before before games in the NFL, and um, I believe in college as well, because uh, one of my buddies that I played with in the NFL, he's now a, a college broadcaster, and uh, from what I've seen from him, you know, they they do kind of the same thing. Is that um, the the broadcast team will meet with the um, the two teams before the game. Uh, usually, it's like a day before the game or so, or a couple days before the game. And um, the teams will go. Each team will go over kind of what packages it'll be using, um, which personnel it intends to highlight, kind of like what their game plan is going to be. So that way, during the broadcast, um, the announcers can can pick that out and and tell the audience here, you know, here's why this happened, and oh, you know, kind of like foreshadow, like oh, I think you know they might be bringing in their jumbo package in this situation because you know they know the team is going to be bringing in their package in that situation and so if the broadcast team decides to share that information from one team with another team uh, that is a very clear competitive advantage for the team that is getting the information because now all of a sudden they can game plan around that they can identify that okay if they're in this situation we know what they're going to try to run and we have a much better idea of how to stop it so on friday louisville suspended assistant coach lonnie galloway for accepting the information louisville denied that their head coach bobby petrino had any knowledge of the leaked plays 
They're lying. <laughs> there's, there's no way that assistants know something that the head coach doesn't know. Like the, the head coach knows everything that's going on there because the first thing the assistant's going to do when he receives knowledge of something like that is go to the head coach and say, hey, I got this guy. He, he just told me this stuff. What do you think we should do about it? And then the head coach makes a decision of, okay, we'll go with it or, you know, we'll ignore it or whatever. And so, yeah, any anytime there's a, oh, it was just the assistant coaches, like that's, that's the same same thing is when you hear a quarterback say, yeah, you know, the, the loss was on me. I got to make those throws. I got to make those plays. Like you say that for media consumption, but behind the scenes, it's it's you know, there are a lot of other people involved. <laughs> this suspension came after the Cardinals initially tried to downplay their involvement. The initial response by the university is generally to cover up, you know, any sort of severity of offense because they're like, oh, no, it's fine. It's it's fine. Like nothing bad happened. It's fine. I mean, and, and that goes with any sort of scandal at not just at universities, at any sort of business or corporation or, or organization is that the initial response is always to to sort of try to lighten the impact. Then once people find out more information, it's just like, oh yeah, maybe that was kind of a big deal. We, we should have done something about that. Chris Cluey is a former NFL punter, an author, and a game designer. His card game, Twilight of the Gods, will be up on Kickstarter at the end of the month. You can read about it on www.totggame.com and follow Chris on Twitter at, at Chris Warcraft. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins. We'll catch you next time on the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive.